Hi and welcome to episode 66 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family and I'm a photographer too. Delighted to talk to the fab Lisa Hu Chen today. Lisa was joint fourth in the USA on this Reportage family for 2020 with five Reportage family awards and she's picked up another three since the start of 2021 as well. Not only is she a great photographer, but she's a superb writer too and has written some great inspirational pieces for us. As well as all that, she's just a delight to talk to. Stick with us today as Lisa shares all about her journey into photography, how she's invested in herself during the pandemic, her experience of feeling awkward in front of the camera and how she makes sure to make her own clients feel at ease, the story behind one of her specific Reportage Family Awards, 80s and 90s films, composing your frames intentionally, and so much more. Hey, Lisa, how are you doing? Hi, Alan. I'm good. How are you? I, I, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. All good. good. All good. Um, yeah, how's things with you? Oh, things are um, things are really good. We're, you know, obviously we're in the third month of the new year and um, things are starting to get a little bit better for us. Um, I'm in California, so, uh, you know, we've come out of, um, I guess, a, 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 you know, we've dropped down a tier. So that's exciting. Things are starting oh, okay. to open up. Um, I took my kids to a restaurant indoors the other day for the oh, first nice. time in, yeah, in like a year oh um, so, that must yeah, have been great it was really weird it was really weird but it was really nice it was nice to you know not have to do dishes and cook or anything oh, like that yeah. and to yeah talk to people outside of my family <laughs> <laughs> what what food did you have what kind of food we we actually went to a vegan restaurant um oh, okay. funny enough my husband and i for the new year decided that we were going to try um, eating plant-based foods for three months just to oh, see wow. how, you know, just to see the effects. And it's been really, really good so far. So of course the first restaurant we choose is a vegan restaurant <laughs> and my kids are like, what? But um, are but they it doing really, it as well? Are your kids eating you know, that as well? They, I'm making, not making them, but I'm <laughs> just offering it to them and saying, this is what you're going to get. And surprisingly um, they've been eating it pretty, you know, without any complaints. So I, I'm, really happy and you know we, we talk about the effects of it and how it makes us feel better and everything and I think they are really starting to understand just just health and you know that kind of lifestyle as a whole which is great um good. Yeah, yeah yeah so I, I'm I'm we're not pushing it on them but we're just trying to encourage it and they've been on board so far <laughs> oh that's really good that's what you want um, I, I probably shouldn't I probably shouldn't say what I had last night then because <laughs> No. Oh, no, believe me, this is a temporary thing. So I'm sure we're going to, you know, go back to eating like normal. But uh, uh, but it, it's it's very, uh, you know, for me, I've always been, I've always loved vegetables and fruits much more than, you know, meat or anything like that. So it's for me, it's really, it's been a really fun experiment. For my husband, it's been a little bit harder. He's, you know, loves meat and stuff, but he's really taken to the whole the whole way of eating so it's good it's good oh that's cool it must have so many health benefits um, it really does yeah yeah, yeah. Does. Oh, but but last night my wife um on the way back from her work uh, her car kind of broke down she managed to get to the garage and yeah i came out with the kids to pick her up and just as a little treat we went to drive through mcdonald's this would be my first one for about six <gasps> months I think. oh my gosh <laughs> but it was such I, a yeah. treat sitting in the car and having it it was so nice having it yep driving mm. mcdonald's french fries are the best Oh, they are. They really <laughs> They're so are. good. Love it. Um, and how was 2020, though, in general for you? You know, what was, how, how did you get through it? What, what has it been like in California where you are? Yes. So where I am, um, you know, it, it's, 
you know, we're, we're, we're lucky to have just great weather all year round. I'm in Southern California and, you know, there's beaches and there's just mountains and all these places that you can sort of escape to, to, to clear your mind, which, you know, we did um, a lot in 2020 Uh, in terms of, you know, how strict everything was. It's, you know, over here, it was a little bit, um, it wasn't super strict. I think like the rest of the world has been. Um, But for my family, you know, for us personally, we were just, we were really, really concerned about it because I live with my mom. She's in her mid seventies, you know, and um, she's healthy and everything, but we just, for the first six or, you know, eight months, we were really, really good about being at home and, you know, doing all the things that, you know, wearing a mask and all that stuff. So in that way, it allowed me to, you know, be at home with my family, but also obviously work stopped completely for me. Um, I, you know, didn't really have any jobs or anything like that. So I decided it was kind of a conscious decision to, you know, look into myself and try to grow my, myself in terms of, you know, photography and, and my, my art. Right. So Mm. I ended up just, you know, I had a mentorship, I took workshops, I did courses, I did a lot of online courses, and it's just completely, I think, changed um, the direction of, of my photography. I mean, I, I, I've, I feel like I've grown so much from it. So oh, in wow, that way, so yeah, in that way, it was a really, really good year for me. Uh, oh, not so much on the, oh, yeah, not so much on the financials, <laughs> more on the, you know, make myself a better photographer side. Uh, so okay. that's cool. It's, it's yeah. mad how something can come along like a pandemic and have, it can have some pluses. It can have it, some pluses like that. It did. I mean, the pluses are really, you know, long-term wise, they're huge, right? Because mm. in, in the short term, it was really hard. I mean, everyone, my kids all went to virtual school and that was a hugely difficult transition for me as their yeah, mother yeah. teacher, you know, cause mm. I'm not a good, I'm not a teacher. So that was, <laughs> Very, How did you get yeah. on with that? How oh, many gosh. were you having to homeschool? How many? I so I have four kids. All oh, right. Okay. Um, I have a second grader, a fourth grader, a sixth grader, and then a an eleventh grader, a junior. Oh, right. Um, you know, my two older ones are fine. Sixth grade and eleventh grade, they can handle themselves. Right. But my second grader and my fourth grader, it was so hard for me. I just, you know, having to teach math something that I'm not good at is not. <laughs> I get that. My kids. Yeah, um, I get them. Like yeah. my nine-year-old doing like long multiplication. I've had to oh look. I, I can't remember how to do long multiplication. It's. it's I strange. seriously, and I and I'm one of those kids. When I was a kid, I did. I had careless, careless mistakes, you know. And I do careless mistakes when I'm teaching my kids, so it's not a good thing. <laughs> but um, but they all we've had to shift our house around. We've had to create little, you know, spaces for them to work through. It, it's it was just such a strange like surreal experience but in the end I think it's really brought our family closer together because my kids as it turns out are also homebodies as well I mean they they went from you know doing sports every weekend like insanely to absolutely nothing and and they seem to have come out of it okay you know because we would just watch movies at night and you know show them all the 80s movies and 90s movies that we grew up with and stuff like that so that sounds good 
yeah, I think they, you know, we just made the, tried to make the best of it. That's cool. <laughs> and I, I totally get that as well. And I feel like it has brought us closer together. And I'm going to miss them because so this is the last um, two days of homeschooling now for my kids. They go back on Monday. I'm oh, they them. are. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Are what you about yours? That? Oh, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm going to miss them. But I'm also going to see there are plus sides as well. Of them going <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Like you need time and time yeah. for yourself. <laughs> yes, time for myself and productivity as well. And just, yes. yeah, not having to do long multiplication no, that's yeah. really <laughs> are, you, are, you, are yours back at school now so we had a our our school district actually never shut down since oh, okay. the beginning of the school year back in august they gave all of the families choices you know you could either do traditional five days a week school you can do hybrid which is twice a week going to school or you can do virtual school and which is you know you just work from home. And so we decided because of our situation with my mom and everything, and we had no idea back then how long it was going to last. We just decided to make, have our kids do virtual school the whole year. Um, So they, they are, they're going to be here at home until the end of the school year. And, um, well, you know, we had school, yeah. Is that September um, or August? It's or June. Right. It's oh, June. June. That's right. We're on a completely different school system. <laughs> <than you guys are. laughs> so our school starts in August and then it ends in June, and we have, uh, okay. um, yeah, summer so break. We've got is, a few months left. We have a few months left, but it's you know now we're just in a groove. Like it's really, really. I'm actually able to do stuff like this. You know, jump on a call or um, oh, you know true. do work yeah. with because my kids are kind of used to it but I, i'm gonna miss them when they go back and they're definitely going back next year <laughs> i mean our, our school district we don't know what's going to happen right now it's, they're taking it day by day but i'm like i'm telling my husband no matter what happens they're going to school next year oh, i understand school. that yeah i understand <laughs> that um and you mentioned how though for business wise you weren't really able to do any shoot were you not able to do any shoots at all no i um i did a few towards the end of the year um you know i i had a I started my I started the my photography business in in 2017. I decided this is what I'm going to do. I sort of sort of switched careers, right. and so I had you know pretty good years in 2018 and 2019. Like I was able to hit my goal, and I you know made more money than I had projected, and all this stuff. And all of a sudden in 2020, it was like psh, stop, like everything just halted. Um, and the the momentum for me just kind of died. But um, luckily, I was able to sort of, you know, you know, use the money that I had made to invest in in myself, like in my business, right? right? So, so that, in that sense, I was okay with not having, a, you know, tons of of work ahead of me because it, it wasn't a distraction from, you know, number one, whole, homeschooling my kids and then number two, like working on, on myself. So um, that was sort of like a, a blessing in disguise, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And then things started opening up a little bit towards the end of the year um, last year in 2020. And I still do, um, you know, family sessions uh, like, you know, the holiday sessions okay. for yeah. for, you know, clients. So I, I did a lot of those and it, it got me back into the swing of things. Of course, we were all masked and everything. I mean, I was masked and stuff, but right. Sure. Um, what but are the that, legal limits at the moment where you are then? Are you able to, you know, do family <sighs> shoots outside and things? Yeah, I, you know, it was one of those things where. Um, it, nothing was ever, at least where I was, nothing was ever really enforced. So, you know, in the beginning I was a little bit cautious. I was like, well, you know, I'm still very good about putting, leaving my mask on and all that stuff, Mm. whether my families aren't, of course they're not, but, um, but you know, it wasn't like 
we were being patrolled. We had curfews for a little bit. Oh, really? really oh, did it. Yeah. We had nighttime curfews, but that didn't really affect, you know, during the daytime. Mm. And um, there wasn't just, there just wasn't a lot of people out. So for, for a long time. And so it was kind of, it was okay to be out and about and be able to stay six feet apart and stuff like that. So, right, okay. yeah. Yeah, it, it's it so surreal. Okay. It's so surreal, isn't it? That we're sitting now on different sides of the world. So I'm in the UK, you're in California, and we're talking it's... about people wearing masks and <laughs> thing. And it's so strange. This whole year has just been so insane. It's oh, been so... so insane. Um, and it's you know, we're going to get over this eventually, right? And in 10 years, we're going to look back on this time and think, wow, we, we really went through that. But being in it right now, it's just, for me, it's just this heightened awareness. It's this, um, like, desire to remember it, you know, whether it's through my photos or through through whatever I'm doing. I, I want to, because this is so... Um, it's just such a part of history that, mm. you know, in the, in modern age that this could happen to us, you know, That's and um, yeah, and I feel like me where we're being where I'm at with my age with my kids, I'm really able to just um, appreciate the everything about it, you know, the good mm -hmm. and the bad. Yeah. Have you been documenting it yourself and, you know, family life during this corona time? I have. I mean, I've shot so much this past year. Um, a lot of it is because I've been, you know, doing these classes, online class. I mean, that's the other thing that the access that I've had for online classes has been insane. I mean, I could take classes, you know, in New York where, you know, before you had to be in person to do it. And yeah, right. I can, you know, I have these access to these teachers, like, you know, my teacher in Delaware and, and, um, I, you know, I did a workshop with Ninka, you know, in oh, the yeah. Netherlands. Oh, and cool. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I was, I just took advantage of it. <laughs> you know, That's like, so good doing that. Yeah. It was, so, so in that way, that's why I think that it's been really um, great for me personally, um, just in terms of my art. And taking those courses, then you said how it's kind of changed your direction somewhat. Has it then? Has it had been quite an epiphany this this online training? And yeah, you know, I I for so you know my my passion in photography is documentary taking you know taking pictures with a documentary approach, yeah. um, and. A lot of it before for me was not only learning, but it was a very literal interpretation of documentary family photography or just any photography. Like, um, you know, everything was very squared up and everything was, you know, the lines were straight. And, um, you know, I tried to be not perfect, but just very like structured in my way of okay shooting. like by the book type. By the book, kind of, right? Yeah. And I knew what was lacking in my in my photography was sort of this kind of emotive or more abstract um, like way of capturing things, you know, capturing emotion or capturing um, a detail that maybe is not completely in focus, but that you get a feeling from it. Mm -hmm. And and I knew that was lacking in, in what I was trying to, in, in what I was trying to accomplish. So I, you know, you know, I, I took a lot of courses or I, 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 you know, spent time with a lot of people who I felt were really good at that and who could give me, you know, um, methods or ways of, of, you know, chipping into that. So I guess in, in the sense of saying my direction, it's more just um, embracing another part of me, of what I wanted to accomplish with, with my photography. Uh, yeah. That's so that great. Was, yeah. Yeah. That sounds, was, that's such a positive thing to have done and come from it. I, you know, I don't know cool. that it would have happened if, say this that this last year didn't 
happened the way it did. Um, mm. But rather than looking back and being like, oh, could that have happened? It was more like I just I just took advantage of it. <laughs> I just embraced it. I, That's good. You know, I, yeah. Yeah. I tried really to. Really <laughs> good. <laughs> and let's, and Lisa then, like from the beginning, how did, you know, how did you become a photographer then? You know, what has been your journey? Have you always sure. been into photographer? I mean, into photography as a kid? What, yeah. how did, you know, how did yes. what's your story? Tell us your story. <laughs> I will tell you my story. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm going to totally date myself now, but I, my parents had given me, a Kodak disc camera when I was a really little kid. I don't know if you remember those. You probably weren't even born yet. But <laughs> oh no, I bet I was. I bet I was. <laughs> but you know, it was it was a it was a camera and it was a square. It was like a big square. It was called a Kodak disc. And um, I don't even remember how it worked. But I just remember taking pictures with it and just loving it. It was like a Christmas present, like a random, you know, Christmas present. And it kind of was just my first introduction into taking these pictures, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So, you know, I had, um, I was in high school, I took classes, I had like a very, I think it was a Olympus camera. Um, you know, I would take yearbook pictures with, with it. I took, you know, classes in high school and, um, loved it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Everything was auto and I just, (laughs) you know, took it. And after in college, you know, I went through college and then I traveled, met my husband or my boyfriend at the time. And we traveled a lot and I always kind of had a camera around my neck. Um, but my first, um, job out of college turned out to be in advertising. So it was in, um, you know, production and advertising, retail advertising. And that kind of just became the direction that I went into, um, more, more in the creative side, but not so much in photography side. And I did that for, you know, 20 years. I was a, I was first in retail advertising and then I worked in a creative agency, a really small boutique agency. And then I went freelancing and, you know, did wedding invitations, um, branding, did all of that for a really long time. But there was always a part of me that felt like I was a farce in it. And by that, I mean, um, you know, graphic design, which is what I did was very much, um, you know, you, you had to know how to draw. I think to be a really good graphic designer. And I, I didn't know how to draw. I mean, honestly, I do not know how to draw. Stick figures are like my, you know, my advanced drawing, you know, um, <laughs> capabilities. And I felt that it really, um, I just didn't have confidence in the whole thing. You know, I, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I would, you know, co- of course, compare myself to other people in the industry who are amazing and they could just lift up a pen and literally draw mm-hmm. something with a perspective that I could never, ever think about doing. And so I, you know, had kids and I was still freelancing and I just decided, you know what, I have, um, you know, like a lot of, um, I think, moms who um, picked up photography, I use, you know, my kids were were like my subjects. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided at one point that I was going to shut my d- business down um, because it just kind of chipped away at me so much. And the direction of graphic design at that point was just beyond what I felt like I could ever, you know, strive towards. So okay. oh, were you doing that on a self, were you self-employed doing that? Yeah, I was yeah, self-employed. Okay. I, I had, we, my husband, and I, you know, we sort of made the decision that once I started having kids, I would just start freelancing. And then, right. you know, the, the income was, you know, like neg- negligible, but, but it kept me sane, mm. you know, as I was raising my kids and, 
um, when that kind of petered out, I mean, basically I burnt out. Um, I said, you know what, I'm going to pick up my camera um, and I'm going to take it seriously. Like I'm really going to learn how to use this thing. Because I remember in high school, you know, talking about exposures and, you know, the triangle and all that stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. And um, I probably wasn't in the mindset at that point to even try to get it. I was just like, I just want to take a picture. I don't want to learn about all this, you know, proportionate, (laughs) improportionate stuff. Um, So I ended up um, like taking up, my husband got me a camera from Costco, one of those camera kits. It was a Nikon. And um, I said, all right, I'm going to really just dedicate myself to try to learn how to use this thing, like really, really intentionally. Um, And one of the things I did that I feel like was one of the best things that I did was I um, found a local photographer and I contacted him and said, can you teach me how to shoot with my camera, like in manual mode. Um, and he's like, sure. And he, I gave, you know, it was an hour lesson for $85 us dollars. That's cool. And I got so much out of that. I mean, it literally just opened up this massive door for me to like, it clicked, you know? And I think it was just at that time in my life, I was ready for it. I was ready to receive like everything that I was, um, presented with, with this, with this camera. And so from then on, I just, you know, kind of, picked up thing, taught myself and decided in 2017, you know, four years ago or whatever that I was going to, you know, get my tax ID and, you know, go into business and try this thing at it. So I, I, you know, if I, if, if ever I had to think, well, what's the one thing that, you know, you regret doing back when you were, you know, I I could say very easily, oh, I wish I could have taken more photo classes or I wish I could have, you know, concentrate on, you know, I wanted to be a journalist, like when I was Mm. young, I wanted to be like a newscaster, you know, and, you Mm. know, go into journalism, you know, I wish, you know, I could say all that stuff. But honestly, like, it's all of that that led me to where I am today, which is, Mm. um, you know, maybe if I had picked my pick up my camera earlier, I would have been burnt out by it by now, you know, that's so true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's so true. I love that kind of thing, thinking about the different steps in life, and the different effects it could have had and that that kind of butterfly thing. I love that. I love all films and series based on that kind of um, yes yeah I love that different timelines and things my husband and I reference you know the movie um sliding doors oh um, yes we got a paltrow I mean we Mm. reference that movie a lot it's like oh this is a sliding door moment this is a sliding door moment you know and um and it's so true so every you know everything leads up to where I am now and I'm really like grateful for all of it um I mean just yeah, so it's it's been it's been a fun ride. <laughs> Things happen for a reason. Things they do. For, it's funny you mentioned sliding doors because that's uh, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Is it John Hanna? Is in that as well? Is it? That's, yeah. Yes, I, I think, think that's so. Right? From four weddings and a funeral, and I yes, I yes. randomly saw him at an airport in oh, Bristol. Yeah, wow. that's a great <laughs> celebrity spot, isn't it? <laughs> I don't have many of those so that whenever I hear someone else has it, I'm like, oh, that's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That was not a very major one there, but he is very cool. I think he's great. I love him in um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Have you seen seen that? Oh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Loved. I mean, uh, those movies uh, just... I, I well my my whole family my kids ever, you know we're all very we love 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 movies um so anytime we have an opportunity to watch a good movie I'm like yeah right there <laughs> oh that's cool it's such a great thing to do as a family though isn't it we've um 
my kids really are only is. five and nine but we've started to do that like um on about once every two weeks and we watch like yeah. a, a disney or pixar thing or something it's just such a lovely bonding thing to do yeah actually. Really it like really it. is and i and it's it's so funny because you know we were really really careful with my older kids um you know about whatever movies and now my daughter who's seven i mean she's seen every it's like you know <laughs> she, her vocabulary is probably just so bad in her head like, you just just start falling off your your rules and stuff after a while so that's funny that's funny they learn so much from them as well though they do learn they so do. much you they i think you said earlier you were showing them like 90s and 80s films have you shown yeah. them like the goonies and stuff have they watched them? oh yeah goonies my yeah. kids man i sometimes i get so frustrated with them because you know for me i mean the goonies and gremlins and oh, whatever yeah. all the like all the john hughes, hughes movies they were so just it was what we loved back then but for them it's like why is it so old looking you know <laughs> or or why why do we have to wait so long for the names to go across the screen like in the oh beginning? yeah you know? that's different now isn't it they don't oh have, my gosh they don't that. have mm. all that like the the movie industry just effects and all that stuff has completely changed so so but but you know we were like this is this is how it was this is like or the original, you know, not the original, but, you know, this is how it was before. And, you know, look at where it's so how far it's come. But, you know, after a while, they get over that. And then they really get lost in, in the movies, especially yeah. when it's a bunch of kids running around, like being chased by, you know, pirates and stuff <laughs> like that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to showing my kids the Goonies. I am. Oh, gosh, good. And I think it's kind of scary. Like, I don't remember it, but my kids are a little bit freaked out. So. Oh, really? Okay. I might, maybe yeah. I'll wait till my six-year-old's a bit older. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because there's that um that hey you guys character yes yeah uh, and then there's it's very dark in some parts and you know but it's so fun it's funny it's, it's, and Grem- it's awesome. you mentioned gremlins isn't that that's like a 15 isn't it in, in oh gosh yeah <laughs> that quite... is see see where see where we be we come now with showing my kids like nothing's <laughs> nothing's not allowed <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny i love that film i used to i used to adore phoebe kate yes in that film. yes awesome. yes so yeah so i mean the the whole story is hilarious and it, it, i don't know i i really loved watching movies back back then as a kid and i i really love that my kids appreciate the same thing about it too you know because it's a way of of it's just it's it's a way of escaping yourself for a couple of hours and it's so yeah. fun and we're laugh together and yeah it's oh, cool. that's cool that's really cool <laughs> one one good thing about homeschooling is that as a, a little reward with my kids after they've homeschooled i've been playing a bit of super mario with them and this is a, a oh, three of us together gosh. and they yes. laugh so much and it's so lovely oh. it's really and they're nice. gonna remember that with you i hope they so are. yeah yeah, yeah. So. I, I think it's cool you were saying at the beginning of your photography journey um just that how you approached a photographer in your area i think that's such a cool and kind of, kind of a brave thing to do as well a lot of photographers <sighs> wouldn't think to do that i think but i think that's such yeah. a thing you know i just i just i think because it is sort of my a second career i guess you can say i learned a lot of the things that i you know maybe avoided the first time around like when i was in my 20s you know it was, it was like comparing myself to everyone and being afraid to like put myself out there and like being afraid to put work out there or you know not asking enough questions or, or just just stuff like that that stemmed from a lot of insecurities you know that of of myself and so this time around I was older I'd gone through you know the corporate world or or, you know like you know the agency world or all that stuff and a lot of it didn't matter to me anymore like I didn't 
care as much what people thought. You know, I didn't um, worry so much about what I did or didn't know because I knew that there was people out there I could ask. And so, I mean, this photographer, honestly, I forgot his name. I have it somewhere. I wrote, I wrote it down, obviously, like on my check, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I just, he, he was, he was meant to be there at that time for me. You know what I mean? And yeah, um, it was, um, and he was a great teacher. He explained what I needed to know really well, very efficiently. Um, you know, I was in there for literally an hour and then I walked out and it changed, it like changed my life. So, so mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that those moments um, existed for me, you know, because before I don't think I would have, I think I would have just not even noticed them. Yeah, well, you were so proactive in arranging that, though, as well. I just think that's really cool. So many people wouldn't do it. Um, and yeah. I bet you took so much from an hour one-to-one at that early stage in your career. You really oh would. Oh, my I, gosh. I remember yeah. when I did my first workshop, in um, so first photography workshop, and I took mm-hmm. so much from those two days, you know. Yeah. It's, you can just get so much. It's, it just yeah. gives you such a kind of leap forward it's, it's, yeah. if you hadn't have done that. you know, it's a, a It really part. does. And I feel like your receptors have to be really open for it, right? You know, like you really have to walk into somewhere and just be like, I'm going to take in every part of it as much as I can. And I, I for me personally, it, I, I had to, you know, sort of earn my way up to this point because it wasn't like that for me before. Um, you know, back then, hey, if I couldn't draw, maybe I should have taken drawing classes. You know, I had a, I had a, a boss um, who could draw so well. And he's like, you just need to practice. You just need to draw. Just start drawing. Just start drawing. And and in my mind, I was thinking, I can't draw. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna get there. Get there. You know. And mm-hmm. it was a block that I put on myself. And I'm like, now I'm like, why did I do that? Like I probably could draw right now if I did what he, you know, suggested mm-hmm. I do. So I think it's just when you when you're ready and open for for new things. You know, it's it's a mindset too, right? It's like you have to yeah. really be ready for it. Um, That's true. And I, and I I remember I. I purchased it was this is way way back in in the early 2000s um it was like the first online photography classes that were you know sort of starting up and um i i I got it and i read it and i was like okay and i put it away (laughs) you know (laughs) i didn't do anything with it um and i guess i just wasn't ready for it yeah yeah you could be right there are times in your life aren't you you're more open to to things yeah you think the thing yeah. about just getting, I found that getting older and I care less about what people think. Is it just, does everyone go through this through life? It's just kind of getting older. I think, thing? I yeah. I, sometimes I feel like with my kids, I get really frustrated. I mean, in a, in a really like nonsensical way, because of course, as a kid, you have to go through this. You're going to, of course, care about what other people think. You know, it's just, it's part of growing up and it's part of mm. adolescence. And I just wish I can sort of fast forward in their brain for a second and be like, this mm. is where you're going to be at, you know, in a, you know, in a while, you're going to be okay. And, but mm-hmm. that, that I can't do that. So, so, you know, you just have to be there and like, kind of remind them that it, it really doesn't matter what other people think if you don't care what they think, you know, if you care so what true. they think, that's one thing, but you know, so. Mm. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. so true though. And you, you mentioned there um, about comparison and do, mm-hmm. you, do you not feel that now, you know, in photography? Cause I, I know I've gone through so many stages in my photography career, that kind of, yeah you know, comparing yourself and feeling so down at times as well. Yeah. Do, you, do you not do that in a photography sense then? You know, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't do that. Of course, I look at other people's work and I'm like, oh gosh. But I think the difference is for me is that if I find myself comparing myself to somebody else, um, you know, first I'll kind of remind myself, hey, it doesn't matter. But, but then I'll just like look into that work and I'll be like, 
well, why am I, why am I comparing myself with this picture? And what about it is making me feel like I'm not, you know, good enough or, or I don't feel like I'm good enough. And I, and I kind of just see it as like, again, like an opening to how I can, um, you know, not so much improve myself, but expand on what I have. Right. So right. Um, that's a very positive way of looking at it. You said you're such a positive person. Oh my gosh. Really cool. you know, I, love it. <laughs> I try to be, but again, it's, it's, it wasn't always like this. I always thought of myself as a pessimist. You know, I always thought, okay. oh, I'm like the half glass full. But again, it's like the age thing. Oh, I feel like I'm such like this old granny saying, oh, I'm aging. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it really is. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know if I can emphasize that much more. And I also think the other part of it for me is I have, you know, my husband is really, really positive. He's like a very positive um, person. And he's definitely influenced my life in terms of how I feel about myself, you know, and he's, um, and, you know, having a partner like that is, you know, of course I, I take him for granted, but you know, I should, I should it, but I do. But when, when, in times when I feel like I need, um, you know, a little like nudge or a little confidence booster, like he's always there for it. And he just has this perspective. It's like, just do what you want, you know, who cares what other people think? And it's kind of, you know, after 20 years or whatever, it's rubbed off on me pretty well. Oh, so. that's cool, though. Is, yeah. he, is he there in the room now listening to you? No, he's that... definitely not in the room. I wouldn't be talking about this if he was. It's great it's, that you've got someone like that. It's so yeah, I should, I should credit him a lot more. He's <laughs> always been just very, very supportive and very, like, he's like, you know, you are gifted and you should just go for it. So, oh, that's so cool. that's, when you said yeah. to him, that you want to pursue this photography career was yeah he was positive right from the beginning was he yeah he was really he was like you should do it you should do it and oh, you know cool. he's um I, I you know I he's a really good business person I'm I'm not I suck 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 <laughs> at it so much and I'm always trying to tell him you know can you just you know try to get me this job and he's like you know you know I'm busy but <laughs> but I wish I had a little bit of more of that like in me but i don't so <laughs> he's uh, a good balance cool. oh well yeah it's a balance isn't it you've got the two <laughs> yeah it's great yeah, um, yeah on your site lisa one thing you mentioned how you felt awkward having your senior portraits done and how you remember yes. that now and so when you're photographing kids you try your hardest to make them feel comfortable and at ease with you which i think is great uh, can you tell yeah. us more about that you know how do you yeah. get your clients and families to feel at ease with you um i just i think you know my <laughs> I, re I remember my senior year portrait. It was really, really awkward for me. And I didn't feel beautiful. And I remember seeing pictures of my classmates who, you know, everything was like, oh, it looks so good. Um, and I, I fully blame that photographer now that I'm a <laughs> photographer myself. I'm like, oh, he didn't. He just acted like he needed to get to the next shot, you know, or needed to get to the next person. I remember that really, really clearly. Um, and so for me, I really just want to slow down with you know, whether it's my families or the businesses that I just, and I've learned that a lot through this past year is just slow down. Um, you know, time of course is important, but when I'm with the family or when I'm with the person or whoever I'm with that moment, I, I really just try to be present, you know, with, with them. And in, in that, in the sense of just everything, like focusing on them, um, talking to them, um, making them feel you know, comfortable and trying to just get to know them. And a lot of people I photograph, I know them already. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just like catching up and, you know, in mid sentence, maybe I see them talking to me and with like a really genuine expression and I'll just snap the camera. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. um, cool. I don't know. I, 
I don't really have any like super awesome techniques or anything like that. Well, I think, I think that overall advice of slowing down is great. I think, because I think a lot of photographers can think like when they arrive at a shoot, you know, they have to be seen to be kind of like just working and capturing, you know, photographing, 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 but it's so much more important to have that kind of bond and making them feel at ease and understanding the subjects that you're shooting more rather than just being like a headless chicken. And yeah. uh, Yeah. And and I did that. I went through that. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when I was first shooting, like whether it was like families, you know, the doc, you know, documentary style, I just remember going in and like trying to get every single angle and it, and it wasn't, and my pictures show, it showed, you know, I've had a couple of my shots critiqued and, you know, um, you know, some of it, you know, some of them like are like snapshots or some of them are just like, you're not, you're catching up with the moment. You're not trying to get in front of the moment. And it's so true. It's exact. like, I look at my, those pictures and I'm like, that's exactly what I was doing. I was trying to chase the kid, or I was trying to chase mm-hmm. the action or chase the moment versus planting myself in front of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and really waiting for it. Um, and that's one thing that I think I've really worked hard on is, um, anti- you know, anticipating or, um, you know, really, really observing the the moment for what it is and for not, not so much for what I'm going to get out of it or like what it's going to be in, in two seconds, you know. Um, so that that has shown, I think, a lot in my own family pictures. I mean, I mostly document my own family. Um, that's cool. Y- yeah. So I. I think in those ways, it's, it's really helped me, but uh, you know, of course, of course there's moments where I'm in, uh, in a shoot and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I gotta get, I gotta blow through all these. I get through all these, all these, but I find that oftentimes after I get the shots I need to get, then I'm able to really sit down and like do what I want to do. And those right. tend to be a lot of what my clients like the most. It's like, Oh, you know, you know, you got that or you got that. And that's a really satisfying feeling as well. You know? Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of you, I'm talking about your work is well, specifically one of your specific reportage family awards that I particularly love um, is one on a beach. And it looks like a boy is kind of shocked by a very close <laughs> seagull. I yes, think it looks yes. like that. I love it. It really makes me <laughs> chuckle. Can you, can you tell us about that, that shot? Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you so much. Yeah. So that's my son. That's my third oh, son. Cool. And we were, we were, it was during the pandemic and, you know, oh. we were, we were on the beach and it was the first time they had been in the beach my kids swim they're swimmers and they've been in the water for you know most of their life but for oh for a long time we stopped and so that was kind of the first time we went back into the water um is it quite near you, the beach too? It, it, it was it was pretty near yeah it's about yeah. half an hour away oh, and nice. um so i i you know i take my camera everywhere with them and i said okay i'm gonna really just document um the day this day at the beach and he's just like a really, you know, he's, he's a really cool character. Like he's goofy and he's funny and he complains a lot, but he's very expressive. So I just happened to be sitting there taking pictures of him and this bird flew over and he had that look on his face. But, you know, if you look at it, it's not a great shot. The horizon is tilted and I couldn't straighten it because if I straightened it, then the bird would be cut out. And, you know, it's just yeah. like all these imperfections on this one moment, but the one thing that did show is just who he is and how he reacts to things like that. And yeah, I, lo- I really like that picture too. It's super. It's great. Really makes me chuckle. I love that expression. Yeah. And the way you've got the bird in it, it's awesome. And um, thank you. Yeah. If anyone's listening now as well, do head to this family.com or this reptiles.com and I'll include that image that Lisa just spoke about. It's great. You know, you're saying about the, like this slanted horizon and thing though, there are some, some things it's all just totally subjective, isn't it? But for some things, you know, I, they just don't bother me like slanted yeah. horizon. 
horizon thing. And they always say, you you know, never have the horizon cross through someone's head or whatnot. And yeah. I've always been like, well, I don't really understand why that's a rule. You know, it doesn't bother yeah. me. And that's what I love about photography, though. It's so subjective, isn't it? You can yes, do what you want. It is, so. It's really subjective. And one thing that I love about documentary photography is that, you know, a lot of the rules, a lot of the great photos, the rules are broken. And mm. honestly, if I'm just shooting for myself, which I do, you know, half the time, like, you know, I'm not submitting my thing to any, you know, you know, amazing, like worldly, um, you know, exhibit or anything like that. So, so it's really just for myself and for my family and for my kids. And in that way, I feel it's almost more liberating, but I do feel like documentary photography, at least family documentary for photography, you know, a lot of things, um, are not forgiven, but you know, you can get away with a little bit more for the story and it's part of the story becomes part of the story, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's, what's so wonderful about it because it's about real life and like real life, you have rules broken and you have things happen and, you know, messes and all that stuff all the time. So yeah, that's what makes it great. It's so great. It's so great. If we all lived by the same rules and we all took photos by the same rules, it'd be a very boring world. Yeah. Very. And, you know, I started when I first started photography, it was, you know, I was a lifestyle photographer and um, quickly realized that this is not what I wasn't good at, good at it, first of all. Like, I didn't think I was good at it at all, but I also just didn't feel comfortable in it. It it kind of reminded me of the way I felt when I was a graphic designer, you know, that, that, that like little nagging of me. It's like, I'm not, God, this isn't, you know, this isn't really me. And so when, when I, you know, came on to documentary photography and then oh my gosh family documentary photography I was like oh the you know every, like the music was blasting in my head I'm like this is yay oh, and that's it just, cool. yeah I just felt really I felt really comfortable and really at home with it um oh, so cool. yeah it sounds yeah. like you're you're happy it sounds like you're in a good place which is cool I'm in a good place yeah I'm really happy I've just I've you know I mean Instagram for as much um slack that it that it gets I personally have just gotten so much so much out of being on Instagram I mean I've let I've met so many people um you know oh, face, I cool. met you I met yeah I mean my my coworkers are people that you know are documentary photographers like that's how you know that's like my workplace that's so, really cool isn't it that's the beauty it of really it cool. yeah really and cool. I I'm I'm embracing it yeah definitely <laughs> that's cool really really cool really cool um Lisa okay let, let's change tack slightly let's change tack. okay oh, okay gosh. okay <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go let's go with quite a big question like it's right I like okay this one. okay I, I think I word it really more complicated than it should be okay. But anyway, but <laughs> okay um when you've reached old age and you're looking back at your life what would you like to think about the life you've led what would I like to think about the life I've led? Um, it's a strange wording, isn't it? I think. But. No, no, but I understand <laughs> the gist of it. Um, definitely. <laughs> I, I want to know that. Um, I think I want to know, this is sounds so generic, but I just, I want to know that I made every effort to make, to be happy, um, to not so much not have regrets because, you know, I have regrets of course. Um, but to like, really realized that when I found myself in a place where I wasn't happy or where I wasn't um, happy with myself, that I took the time and the effort to change that. And that's really the lessons that I want 
my kids to have. Like if, if you ask me, you know, in that same vein, if you're, you know, w- what will, you know, what will make you happy as a mother or as a photographer, or as, as a woman or as, you know, that's what I, I just want to be happy, like to be happy with, with things, choices that I've made in my life. And that sounds like such a, but it's, it's not really that. I don't think it sounds generic. I think that sounds yeah, yeah, a super or, great way to lead life. Yeah. Cause that, that's really just what it's about. I I've realized is um, happiness sometimes is really hard to attain, but when you have it, it's something that you really, really can thrive off of too. Um, mm. And I think because my kids are, are younger right now and I, I see them growing up and I see them, you know, going through similar struggles. I, you know, we just, we're just, we just want you to be happy. Are, does this make you happy? Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, are you totally okay? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the pandemic, it actually worried me in the beginning a little bit because I didn't want my kids to go into any, sort of state where they felt like they weren't, you know, they're depressed or that they weren't Mm. happy or that they weren't being fulfilled in ways that I couldn't give to them. Like at school, you know, they were happy in school. Um, So it opened my eyes a little bit more and made me a little bit more sensitive just to, you know, reading them a little bit more closely. And I think that came like, I had my camera and I think that is helped me too. Right. Like my kids are so used to me taking pictures of them. They don't really notice it anymore. But I, but for me, I can look through my lens and just like really see expressions that they have. And I'm like, afterwards, mm-hmm. I look at the picture and I'll be like, hmm, is this something that I should be concerned about? And I show my husband like, this is something I should be concerned about. <laughs> so in this, in this weird way, or maybe I'm just using my camera as an excuse. I don't know. But whatever it is, it, it's working for me. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. I think that's actually really interesting to think how you can, they, they're not aware of you photographing them. But by looking through the viewfinder yourself, you have that different kind of a very intimate look into them, really. Yeah. And yeah, you maybe see things that you wouldn't if you, if, yes. if you weren't photographing them. It's really Absolutely. quite interesting. Absolutely. Because, mm. you know, one of the things is when you're taking a picture, you know, um, you know, you want to look at every four corners of the frame and see what's in there and like frame it and all that stuff. And I'm like, I, I do that. I, I, but then, you know, you kind of notice things that you wouldn't have noticed before. Had you not looked mm-hmm. at all four corners, you know what I mean? So <laughs> mm, no, it's all really interesting. Yeah. And you mentioning your kids, w- will they listen? Will they listen to this interview? Do you know? Will, will they listen? I bet you not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you know what? I hopefully I'm. I mean, hoping I can have this a little bit down the ways so that I can show them at some point, and they oh, will yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> no, definitely. I hope they listen. You deserve well, to listen. Too. It'd be great. It'd be cool. Um, so we talked about films and movies and stuff. Do you do you watch Netflix as well? I do watch Netflix pretty okay. much almost every night. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's good. So <laughs> for this, um, for the past few episodes of the podcast, I've just been doing a little Netflix quiz. If you want a little, if you want to oh, play. Oh my goodness. Play. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll play, but I'm going to suck at it. I can tell you right now. <laughs> I bet you won't. I bet you won't. But just, just for fun, just for fun. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read out like a, um, a synopsis for, it's like either a series or a film. It's on Netflix and see if you can get what I'm talking about just from the synopsis. Okay. 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 All okay. Right. You ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, this first one is a series this is a clue okay so the synopsis is a hot-headed widow searching for the hit and run driver who mowed down her husband befriends an eccentric optimist who isn't quite what she seems oh my gosh this sounds so familiar (laughs) it's so hard is it when you think you might have seen it but you just can't think of the name yes i am absolutely right there i think i've seen it but you know and this is the thing alan i when i see a movie i have to watch it twice for me to remember (laughs) <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to be a very good player in your game. 
No, that's okay. It's good. Okay, that one that one was um, dead to me. Dead to me is cool. Dead to me. Okay. Okay. All right. Gosh. Okay. okay. Fail. Okay. <laughs> zero, out no, zero out of one. That's okay. You can only get better. Get better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is an older film. Okay. This is an older film. Okay. Okay. I, I love this film as well. So um, anyway. Anyway. Okay. So the synopsis is. The structured world of a sour, obsessive-compulsive author crumbles when he's drawn into the lives of a stressed-out single mom and his gay neighbor. Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I don't even think I... Okay. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Give me a clue. Uh, Jack Nicholson was in it. Um and Helen Hunt and they both won the best best actor and best actress oh my gosh I should know this but I don't I don't okay you have to oh, tell no, me because I'm dying to know still. oh it's as good as it gets it's oh cool. my gosh how I saw that see I told you I saw it once though that's why I don't remember oh, okay <laughs> you gotta watch it again, watch it again. I'm gonna watch it again oh, I love goodness. that film I think it's so I love romantic comedy or romantic dramas yeah. I just love that well anything with Jack Nicholson is just oh my gosh mind-blowing so oh, do you know uh, what I've never seen The Shining I've never seen oh the my Shining. gosh Alan you have yeah. to see The Shining definitely right. not with your kids though no, okay. Yeah, have you not shown your kids that one? You've not shown your No, kids I won't let my kids watch that one. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. What else is it? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Is that? Yes. That yes. One Flew Over the Cookie. That was that was so good too. Yeah. yeah. I you know what? I feel like I'm a farce because I say I love movies and I watch movies and I can't even name two of the ones that you just gave me. Wait a second. Well, let's, <laughs> let's go for the last one. This okay, okay, last one. Right. okay. And and this what is What do a I have se- to lose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, this is a series. It's quite recent, is that okay? But this is a clue. Okay, okay so a zoo owner spirals out of control amid a cast of eccentric characters in this true murder-for-hire story from this underworld of big cat breeding. I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh, as soon as you said zoo owner, I was like, okay, no, I did not see that one. Oh, okay. That is uh, The Tiger King. So interesting. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I did watch the first episode. Oh, my oh, gosh. Only, only the first episode? Did you not only like it? Only the first episode. I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. It was so ludicrous and ridiculous. But even, even though it's true, I, I think I just was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it I think is I need mad. to watch a comedy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I get that. It is mental that it's actually true as well. And it but, is, it yeah. is. And I'm so embarrassed that you gave me all these great, great <laughs> clues, and I did not pick up on any of them. Oh, oh no, don't gosh. be sad. You see that you either you've either watched them or you haven't, and you know. So no, it's all good fun. I like that though. That was good. I should have asked you some kind of like Goonies ones, or you that. should have. See, I would have any John Hughes movies. You would have gotten <laughs> a answer right away. No. <laughs> I'll have to have you back on the podcast in a few, okay. you know, about 20 more Perfect. episodes. We'll do it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, Lisa, let's, um, let's go back to your photography as well. And you recently wrote a great piece for us in our lasting impact feature um, mm-hmm. about composing your frame intentionally and how what you choose to exclude is often just as critical as what you decide to include, which I think yeah. is a brilliant quote. Could you tell us more about that? You know, for the people yeah. who have read the article, because I think. Sure. Raised, yes, so. absolutely. That was definitely, um, a a photo that I took and that I'm really proud of because it was a really big lesson in terms of um, my technical journey, right? Like I think, you know, for me personally, um, you know, having the eye of course is important, but I I spent a lot of time really studying the technicals of it and just really understanding, not so much, you know, the technicals in terms of how the camera works, but just more on how to compose 
a good picture because, you know, once you know all of that, I feel like then I'm okay to break any rules, right? Like at least if I know the rules, I can break them. But um, as they say, but for that picture, it was really just a moment where I had my camera and I didn't know if I was going to take it pictures or not. Cause when I take pictures of anything that my kids are in, I tend to shoot a lot and it's kind of tiring editing. So mm -hmm. I just decided, you know, I'm just going to watch them for a little bit. I was laying on my belly on the grass and it was my son at the time. I think he was nine and his team, they were playing, you know, football, American football, and yeah. they were just warming up before a game. And, um, they kept doing this one action over and over again. And it was, you know, the quarterback was throwing the ball too high and all of them were trying to, you know, touch the ball, but it was really, really thrown really high up. I think it was joking around with them or something. <laughs> and um, they just kept going up and up and up and over and over and again. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just take a picture of this. I took a, you know, probably like 20 or 25 shots of it. Um, and I looked through the picture and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So, you know, I posted on Instagram and I got, um, some good feedback, but um, one of my friends, Karen, who's also a documentary photographer, she had commented and said, oh, you know, it looks, it's really, that's a cool shot. And I said to her, gosh, yeah, but, you know, it was kind of awkward crop or, you know, I said something like, it, you know, I probably should have cropped a little bit in. And she goes, she just made a comment. She's like, yeah, maybe a smidge on the feet. And with that, with that sort of, um, you know, phrase, it triggered something in me. And I thought, oh my gosh, like I, should have composed this photo completely differently. Like I should have tilted my camera higher to get really only what was the most important part of it, which is what draw, drew my eye to it was the relationship between the ball and the, and the boys and their fingers. Right. It's mm -hmm. like this like outstretched moment where none of them were touching it, but it was right above them. And it, it just created this like really, to me, a very like, exciting moment. Mm -hmm. So I recropped the, the picture. Um, and at that time, National Geographic, your shot was online. You know, they, you were allowed to submit all your pictures. And if you're lucky enough, you might get an editor to comment on it or something right. like that. This was a couple of years back. And um, it turns out that that picture was, you know, noticed by an editor. And I don't know, like maybe a few months later, opened up my Instagram and I had all these like tags and stuff like that. And it was featured on actual your shot, um, you know, the Your Shot page. And that's very cool. to me, the first thing I thought of was Karen and what, how she, you know, she just, it, it's like the whole community over competition thing. You know, mm. she made a suggestion that maybe at the time for her wasn't a big deal. But for me, I was receptive towards it at that moment, you mm. know, and I was like, yes, like that's exactly what, what I need to do. Um, and so, you know, maybe it was, you know, it was a picture of me and my kids, you know, a picture of my kids playing ball or it was, you know, nothing extraordinary. But the lesson that I got out of that made that photo extraordinary to me. And I'll never forget it, you know. So oh, when you so cool. came up with the when you gave us the opportunity to write something like that, which, by the way, I want to talk about it a bit is has been, you know, like life changing for me. Um, that was, I just, I grabbed at it. I was like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write it. And, you know, Alan said, I only have to write a few words, but I ended up writing like all these words. <laughs> I had, clearly I had a lot to say about it. So. And it's great. You're a really good writer as well. Oh my really gosh. Good. Thank you. I, I, 
God, I don't think so, but I really, really appreciate that you do. <laughs> oh, no, you really are. Yeah, really, really good writer. So, yeah, no, thank you for writing that because I think it was, it's such a great um, lesson that you, you teach other people there as well, really. And oh, that this, hope, yeah. it's exciting as well that like images that we've shot maybe a while ago can have still have so much potential when we revisit them as well. Yeah. The way, in the way you just cropped there, transformed it. Because I, I saw, I think, on your Instagram story, the original shots, didn't I? Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, I wanted, and, yeah. It was cool that you showed that though as well, and then saw and then the um, the new version, and it's it's, yeah. it's a very different and so much more impactful that image after you did kind of crop it. Yeah, it almost made me feel like, gosh, like how did I not see that in the first place, you know? But well, I didn't see it because I wasn't looking for it, and I only saw it because I had someone mention it to me, you know. But that's been my journey in especially in documentary photography, you know. Um, it, that's how that's how it's been for me. It's like someone says something that triggers something in me that makes me look into it more. And that's just something that you can carry on through life in any aspect. It doesn't have to be photography or art. It could be a lesson or it could be, you know, it's like one of those chain reactions, right? Like, and I think the key is noticing it and then acting upon it, right? You can notice it and just be like, oh yeah, that's, I noticed that. But then to make an effort to go, that way, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen on the other side. And in this case, um, you know, something really great happened to me. Like I, I will never probably ever be featured on Nat Geo, your shot anymore, but that, I don't care because, you know, like, you've done it. You've been yeah. there. It's awesome. That's proper <laughs> awesome. Um, and as you said, you've said a couple of times in this um, episode, which I think is awesome. You need to be receptive and you really have been. And so that's all, you know, you could have so much advice given to you or different things mentioned, but if you're not receptive to it, then yeah. it's kind of pointless. So it's great. Yeah, that you have it, been. yeah definitely that, you know, and, and and there's plenty of things I've blocked. Believe me, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, it's a really only only what I'm really passionate about. So, but you know, That's I mean, cool. I I think passion goes a long way, right? Like when you're yeah. if you're interested in something, it can go a long way for you. So, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and again, if everyone's listening now, whilst um, I always say doing the pots, I I listen to podcasts while washing the dishes a lot. But if you're doing that or driving or anything, do head to the site and I'll include that image that um, Lisa just spoke about there as well and and the link to uh, what she wrote about it. So very, very cool. Um, Lisa, this is so cool. I think this is, uh, again, time has flown by. It's been so lovely talking to you. It has really flown by. And before before I leave, I just want to say that you're, okay, so, I was listening to Rowena's podcast with you and she had said something that really, you know, I re- received very well. Um, she had called 2020, um, you know, these little things, she called them pandemic fruits, right? Like oh, yeah. good things that came out of it. And I thought, oh my gosh, like there were so many, I had an orchard last year and there were so many fruits that I was, you know, picking off of. And one of them was, you know, you and, um, you know, this is Reportage family and you really helped uh, me with my my writing, actually. I mean, I remember the first time you asked for article um, submissions, and I remember it was, um, you know, what does do- what does photograph what do photographs mean to you, right? Oh yeah. And um, you know, I, I submitted. I was nervous, of course, but I wrote it. And um, you know, I think a lot of what my photography journey stems from is the fact that I don't have pictures of myself as a kid, um, just doing my kid thing. I have, you know typical pictures of me and my family standing and smiling at the camera like everybody else does but I don't have pictures of me in my room I don't have pictures of me in my living room I don't remember what really what my childhood 
room looks like. I remember like flashes of them in my memory, like little snapshots in my memory. But if you ask me about any detail, I don't, I can't tell you anything. And so that was sort of the opening paragraph of what I had written about. It's like the reason why I'm so obsessed about documenting my family or taking pictures of my kids is because I didn't have that for myself. And, you know, with, through that article, I mean, I've used that paragraph in, um, you know, like in other, like my artist statement or in, oh, in like, cool. I have a, yeah, like a long-term project proposal that I just put into. And it, it's truly, truly, you know, what it is, what photography is about for me. Um, you know, oh. I want my kids to have like, I don't want them to have snapshots and of their memories. Like I want them to actually have a, have a photo that they can look mm. at and be like, Oh yeah, I remember that was what my bed looked like, or that's what my, you know, we used to drape blankets all over the bunk bed or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, and and I have you to thank for that because if you had never asked for that, I never ever would have written that. You know, no. and it was an ex- excuse for me to like brush off the keyboard and just <laughs> start typing. Oh, that's lovely of you to say, but I'm sure you would have written that. And it's so cool though that you you do because as I said before, you do write really really no. well. Like you thank do though, you. really well. Thank you you so should write much. a book to include your images oh, and words about them because you do though. You're really a talent for write for both. But yeah, well, thank you. I I really really appreciate that. I appreciate you very very much. So. Oh, you're very lovely, very lovely, and, <laughs> and it's been so lovely to talk to you because we've never spoken before. And I had no never. idea what you sounded like, and it's just so yeah, lovely hearing your voice. It's so cool. Well, now I feel like you're my best friend, so I'm oh, really it's happy. So lovely. <laughs> it's, you're so lovely. I hope we I get just, to meet up in the real life one day. That would be very cool. That'd I be... would really, I would love that so much. And I, I yes, this. Have you ever been taken? I have my um my husband and I are are really huge proponents of um traveling with our kids and so uh-huh. we've yeah we've um taken them to you know so luckily have taken them to you know London and we've been uh-huh. to Europe a few times and um I, I just think that's another way for them to see the world and see that they don't live in this bubble that they live in and um, you know, really open the eyes. So we, yes. And I, I've been twice, but it's not my last two times. I definitely want to go back. So when I do, I'm going to knock on your door. (laughs) That'd be very cool. Definitely. Very welcome. You're very welcome. Very welcome. I've never, I've never been to California. I've been to America like five times, but really guilty. I've only ever been to Vegas. I know that's so bad, isn't it? It's so bad. Oh my God. Well, you know, Vegas is definitely a trip worth going to but you yeah. have to come to california you must i yes. would love to i would really love to do that yeah i will so. take you around yeah <laughs> oh that would be so cool definitely i would love that definitely very cool <laughs> oh lisa it's been so lovely talking to you thank you for your time thank you for being so open and um, so interesting and so eloquent it's been oh really my gosh thank you so thank you so much this has been this is a highlight highlight of my career oh, <laughs> so very I'm, kind you're very kind it's just yeah. been so lovely it's really lovely it so. really has i I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy talking to you about, about this, about, you know, my journey. It kind of reminds me to appreciate where I'm at right now. So it's a little reminder for me too. <laughs> That's cool. And I've really enjoyed it. And I'm sure people who've been listening have, must have really enjoyed it too. And as I said before, do head to the site and I'll include the Reportage Family Award that Lisa spoke about and the, that image that has had an impact on her as well. And um, yeah, just thanks so much for your time again, Lisa, and all the best for this year. Let's hope it's a, it's a bit of a better one for us all. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Alan. Best of no, luck to right. you and, and keep doing what you're doing by elevating this this amazing genre as mm-hmm. high as, as it is. So 
thank Keep you on, thank you thanks for being such an ace part of it and uh, hopefully you'll the next joint article hopefully you'll write again because you do write so well oh thank you and and please please come back to me with the netflix quiz okay because i cannot go out like this with my <laughs> movie failures we'll do it we'll do an encore we'll do a special lisa episode focus yes i'm gonna be watching netflix like 10 hours a day just to get up to par <laughs> No, thank you. Oh, thanks so much, Lisa. See you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, bye. You've been listening to the 66th episode. I can't say 66th. 66th. 66th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Lisa was such a delight to chat to. Hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisreportagefamily.com or thisreportage.com to see a link through to her website, as well as the specific Reportage Family Award she spoke about and the lasting impact image too. We have lots more episodes of the podcast available where we speak to family and wedding photographers from all over the world. Delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Olivier Bolt, Christian Levin, Else Corsten, Linda Bauritius, Frank Boutinet, Sidlali Rico, The Framers, Catherine Kuhlenberg, David Scholes and many more too. If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more. Submissions are now open for our second collections of 2021. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 GMT on 24th of March 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Repertage. And this is bye for now. <laughs>